Mayday. Mayday. Coast Guard, come in. This is First Mate Joseph Stevens of the Aqua Fortune. EXBE 0179 out of Anchorage. We need assistance. We have two dead and one severely injured. Repeat, two dead and one severely injured. We snagged something on the ocean floor and brought it to the surface. My God, I can't believe that disc was down there. How could anything have survived that long down there? Mayday, Mayday. Coast cars come in. This is Shrimping Freighter, the Aqua Fortune, EXBE 0179 out of Anchorage. We need assistance. Well, you had that like that that stare, like. Uh... Sorry, I have the dossier pulled up, and I'm a little, I've got like some notes from the last session, so I'm trying to review. How did you guys enjoy last session? By the way, um, let's start with I you, like David. You, you haven't played this game before. What do you think about it? I like it. I like the suspense. It's definitely a different feel from the fantasy games we typically play, and um, that I'm used to playing with other people. I played some World of Darkness stuff when I was a kid, but none of it was very well thought out so it, they didn't have a lot of depth well this comes from like a an offshoot of call of cthulhu where they they created this delta green faction this is from my understanding from what i read and it brought it more modernized but it still took place in the call of cthulhu early you know the 20s and 30s-esque era and i think that it it resonated so well with people that they just mainstreamed this so you know, it, it has roots that go back into Call of Cthulhu, but they, uh, so at some point I'd like us to play that too, which is more um, era driven, like in the twenties. So do, 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 Fuck do, yeah. Yeah. Did you, that for you fucking wise guy, you know, <laughs> shit was like that, that game, uh, Tommy gun wizards or something like that. I've never heard of that. It's a comic they put out. It was like a four issue run and it was all about um, kind of like the untouchables, but imagine with magic. And um, so uh, Elliot Ness was in Chicago and he's going after um, it was like prohibition, but instead of booze, it was uh, it was magic. And there's Eldrick. this whole thing. Where there's <laughs> booze. Yeah. Yeah. It, dude, it was awesome. If I can find them, I'll send them to you. OK. But that well, whole feeling of like the 20s and like the way that people are dressed and like I'm a big Peaky Blinders fan, too. So you can just like feel, you know, how these people are talking to each other and stuff like Everything about it was so on point. It was really, really cool. I think it was called Tommy Gun Wizards. Junior, you watched the Peaky Blinders, right? Oh, yeah. I rewatched it like twice. <laughs> you know, for some reason, I don't know, maybe the first episode, it wasn't where I wanted to be in my mind. And I never, I didn't get further than a, a little bit into the first episode. Because I, I think I I thought it was going to be something more of like a, like a grim noir-esque thing. I didn't know it was what it was about. And so I think when I first started watching it, I'm like, well, what is this? So yeah, they some, like at some point. I this think they painful. really start it like around the third episode is because they they in, introduce a lot of people, and then they kind of touch a little bit on their backstory, and then later on, like more things start kind of happening in the mix. It's so like is it, is it supernatural or or what's it like supernatural? No. no. Oh, okay. It's how this guy moves up from being nothing to like ruling a small empire pretty much oh, okay. underdog godfather yeah coach. like kind of like godfather like Rocky says well when i uh, when i first started thinking of this scenario deep waters i kind of wanted it to be like the movie the thing you know without the thing but i mean just how it, you're isolated and it's cold and you just you're always hearing this you know the wind is isn't like a a like a creature itself, like a, has a persona in and of itself. And that's kind of like how I wanted you guys to feel when you're out on this shrimping vessel is that not only can you not leave the outpost of this vessel, 
because there's nowhere to go. You're 15 miles from the nearest shore, but you're on this thing with uh, like a, obviously some kind of a foreign disc and one of its three occupants is missing and you're with these other individuals who you don't even know. So, yeah, that's something I was going to touch on with junior. We kind of in the, in between time we were talking, I was like, let's save it for the show, but I'm sure you have some thoughts too. Well, let me lead us in and then I'll, we'll go over some of the business and then I'll let you guys kind of coordinate yourself. Uh, Got it. Or actually what I'll do is I'll lead you into the, the intro aspect of it too. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to roll the hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, and with me, the hard slingers. Yeah. Yeah. And by handler, meaning we're running another Delta Green scenario, Deep Waters episode two. So as I said before, we want to go through some of the magic of the business itself. And I have that in here. I want to give a shout out to our newest YouTube subscriber, Lars Thompson. Welcome to the channel, Lars. Oh, I like yeah, the name Lars. Lars, you know, that's like Lars. definitely isolated name in itself. Um, also, Last night, I got the hookup with fellow hard slinger of your Samwise, as he is in town this week. I got a picture nice. of the boy. Yeah. Went out, had some sushi. What's that? There he is. He is there. We went out, had some sushi, had some cool beer, talked about all kinds of stuff, including how much he enjoys listening to our Delta Green run-throughs. Also, we've got uh, our Google podcast performance. We've got 38 new plays recently, which I'm happy about. So far, our most recent number one hit is The Dragon's Demand, episode 43, which is 106. Episode one, I'm sorry, episode 43, Enter Validir. There he is. It's, yeah, Gene, Gene, <laughs> we've, we've already had 106 listens to that off of Google Podcasts. Check us out there. Remember, leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on because it is much appreciated. Uh, now, I said before we begin the actual heart and soul of the story, I wanted to touch base with a couple of the our agents here, and I wanted to ask Agent James Coldwell. The last time we saw you was with Agent Adesso and Agent uh, Ichimaru Kimura, and you guys were dealing with the Cloud, uh, Clyde Bauman scenario, which was last things last. And I'm just kind of curious, what have you been doing in the interim, Agent Coldwell? Well, after that event, we ended up taking a sabbatical, um, took some time off, ended up spending it with my son, went camping and whatnot. Um, shortly after, I got reassigned to prison and alien transport. So the agency itself actually changed my whole career path line to something entirely different than what I was used to doing. Excellent. I mean, I could only imagine they're they're prepping me for future, you know, knowledge and involvement with something. And that might be why you got the call for this too, why the bloom went up for you. Two questions. For me or Who's, him? How, how old's your son? My son is eight. Okay. And, and then you the father. <laughs> did Maury it... say you were the father though? <laughs> Maury wow. did, and so did Jerry. Oh, nice. So that's so like we got double, double studies. What was your second question, Ramirez? Second question. So when you said alien transport, is that alien transport or alien transport? They call it alien transport. I've yet to seen like a like an alien alien. All the stuff that we do in transport has been foreign artifacts that have you know we don't know too much about it but we know it's not materials found here on earth like uh need to know basis stuff so unfortunately i'm too too low to know exactly what's in the containers so all i could tell is the rumors and what we're transporting is super confidential so does this disc is it like something you may have seen or heard about before, or does this still take you by surprise or? Being so new, it still kind of takes me by surprise. My knowledge hasn't been, I haven't been cleared to status of knowing everything that's in there. All I know is that we have to protect 
the artifacts and get them to where we need, you know, safely. And have you made any runs, like transferred stuff? We've you? had three runs and both have entailed different convoys, D-Strat convoys. So whatever it is, it, they definitely don't want it falling into the wrong hands is from what I can gather. Hmm. Just picture you there with the M4 rifle, just ready to blast somebody. It's completely different from doing regular prison transport, but yeah, nice. you never know whether we're going to get hit by something regardless of having decoy convoys as well. Now, Agent Ramirez, I want to ask you, what was it that brought you to Delta Green's attention? What made them pick you out of, out of say, anybody else, or what brought you on their radar? So we kind of talked about his backstory, and my thought is, because he's an academic, so I see him as the kind of guy who probably, like, farted around in college and got, like, six different minors and then he ended up as a adjunct professor so and, chicks um, under under 18 or what do you mean minors minors yeah like, so you know he like majored like, in uh karate <laughs> for two semesters i know, I know. <laughs> you told me before we started this that it had to be a different tone than our normal game oh sorry <laughs> um you, you told me that very specifically All right. you know, um My bad. so i think he was a adjunct <laughs> professor at like berkeley on the west coast and um i watched a lot of buffy the vampire slayer by the way so um i had this idea that there was like this like a fraternity that was actually ran by this um like a demon that was maybe some type of like fertility demon and um just really haven't fleshed it too much out but um they were doing like uh like roofing co-eds and then using that to get their eggs and um you know these girls would come out of it and think that other stuff had happened obviously and um somehow uh ramirez got involved as a professor and they kind of set him up as like the kingpin of the operation and um in his own investigation he came up against delta green agents and then working with them he was able to clear his own name but he still lost his um professorship and uh he has a daughter as well um divorced Obviously, you know, that's a going through that whole thing. The wife wasn't going to put up, you know, being married to some drug lord, rapist guy. And um, so now he's working as like a private investigator and um, still getting called by the uh, agency because he's such a good bullshit artist and just like uh, mouth man able to take stuff. Oh, yeah, no, you didn't see what you thought. I know you thought you saw that, but that's not really what that was. Um, I was going to ask Brian. I saw there's a part in the book where it says that if stuff's on the internet, they don't try to take it down. They just kind of like speak around it. Yeah, they try to yeah. uh, saturate it with disinformation as well. So like there's a, just a small kernel of truth. But if it's so inundated with all these other falsehoods, it's really difficult to, to pick that one kernel of truth out of a whole cob, you know, a whole yeah. ear of corn. It's, it's very difficult to to ascertain well what what part of this is true and then if somebody says well two three of these things are completely falsehood they'll just immediately discredit the entire bat boy um inquirer storyline you know it's like well there never was a bat boy well yeah, it was a knows? kid in pajamas come yeah. on yeah come on that that guy was drunk and this other guy was on pcp so you can't believe everything you read in the newspapers and i always thought that was kind of kind of cool that they did stuff like that you know where they they drop in more disinformation to saturate anything else. Like I know that there's a uh, a group of amateur um, reporters that are part of Phenomenex, and they go around to different case scenes that seem of the unnatural or or unearthly or whatever, and they they try to bring that stuff to light. They have their own internet uh, news organization, and I believe that they're probably the ones that are trying to put the most truth into whatever story comes about like the the glen ridge chiropractor that the other agents had dealt with they had to actually deal with two of the the news reporters from that uh, entity of phenomenex and i think that the two agents had to provide some kind of a uh, of a explanation for whatever this thing was that was going around killing people that the rest of the people would buy and buy into that story including phenomenex or discredit their story of saying, well, there was this this summoned entity that was going around ripping people's spines and, and skulls out and eating on the brains and stuff and eating on the soft bones. So they had to find a way to discredit 
all that information and pin it on somebody else that 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 was the reason why so i think that is 100 percent what romeo ramirez and that might not even be his real name because i see him as like a jewish background um like maury something so maybe that's like his nom de plume and i um, like that too i like how you're just even the people that you're putting your life in the hands of or they're doing the same towards you there's you're still holding a few percentages back of your true self it might be the only thing you could hang on to to so you don't go fully insane is the fact that you know if i if i give everything to this cause and i lose it all i'm dust at least if i keep something back like a like a teddy bear in a locker at some kind of a bus terminal that I could always go back and know that that's mine and I could tangibly touch something from my previous identity, then I haven't lost all of myself to this. You know, so I think that's kind of cool. And you keep that one tube sock that you always use. For <laughs> oh, shit. Break out the dice roller. That's right. And so the lanolin. <laughs> Straight lanolin. So night has fallen on this on the February Alaskan Sea. You guys are aboard the Aqua Fortune Shrimp Freighter and uh, just exited out of this large disc that's probably 30 feet in diameter that's basically tethered down to the stern of this ship. Even with your clothes layered, the chill wind is just biting through straight to your bones. Now you got to figure the sun's already gone down. The winds are piping up. The only illumination you have are really from the lights of the gantry above and along the railings of the perimeter of the ship itself. Now, you two wanted to go and see the dead individuals rather than go check out uh, Doc Mac. I forgot what his last name was. Uh, Mac Morgan, who they said was in the uh, sick bay. As you guys left the disc, you guys saw two individuals that were kind of having a, a heated argument. It was uh, Tomlin and Burke. You heard Tomlin say something to the fact of, you know how important that thing is. Don't forget it. I'd actually have to listen to the to the playback with some of that era. And he he storms off, leaving Burke standing there by himself looking at you. And I also made a note that as you're looking around, you don't see... Pedro Gomez anywhere. As far as the first mate, he's kind of holding loosely back, making his way back towards the wheelhouse, you know, heading up the stairs. But he seems to be all by himself. When you look at Burke, he says, we should have dropped that fucking thing back down where we found it. It was down there for a reason he looks around he doesn't notice anybody sees nothing around the deck and he says I don't know what else to tell you but um, I can't do it out here in the open meet me down in the engine room in 30 minutes and with that he pulls his parka's hood back over his head kind of brings it in tight and he goes back through the door that Tomlin had just walked through, which is not up the stairs, but directly across towards the towards the forward uh, bow of the ship. So we are left kind of in front of the vessel. And then you said um, Stevens is somewhere around, but he's not close to us. Yeah, he's at well, he was going up the stairs to the wheelhouse, which is the one of the highest levels of the freighter. Where Tomlin and Burke walked into is on the main deck. Mm -hmm. But there's a door that's... It's in the bow area, but it, it faces the stern. So if you're standing in the middle of the deck and you're looking forward, you see the door. So it would open and lead into a cabin. And you okay. can remember that from the information that was sent to you by Heisenberg in that, that dossier... You know that in that forward area is most likely where all of the independent uh, cabins are located for all the crew members. As well if as nobody Sigmund. is around us and we feel like it's safe to talk, I feel like it's, you know, as good a time uh, as any to get our stories straight. Yeah. And it is. You guys are completely alone right now. 
Yeah. So we just kind of get face to face right on the thing and just start talking like, all right, Colwell, what do you, what, what do you see? What do you think? Thinking there's a lot more that they're not giving us. I mean, I don't know why the captain seems so fishy. <laughs> well, well, to did you... correct that, the captain's dead. Oh, the first mate. Yes. That would be... Stevens. Stevens. Yeah, he seems strange. Um, did you notice the um, the mark on that tarp out there covering up the vessel? I caught that it had mar uh, something on it, but I didn't get to read it. What did it say? Uh, I recognize that as a uh, university up in... Um, uh, the Northeast, uh, dealing how they deal with a lot with occult things. The, if they're involved in this, they were definitely out here looking for something like this. I don't think this is a shrimping crew. No, I'm getting that feeling too. Well, but did you get the name of what it was called? Um, Miskatonic University. Miskatonic University. Now, is there something that I could roll to see if I recognize? more information on it yeah um i mean can roll the same thing i asked ramirez to roll which would have been uh i'm looking sorry, I'm history. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine you're fine uh, history. history check yes history check oh yeah 91 yeah you're unfamiliar with it anything that you might have done for for the agency whether it was, you know, alien retrieval or anything else, that name has never come up, nor has that university. Hmm. I well, can, I can almost guarantee that this university is turning out enough scientists to, uh, you know, supply the agency, and they probably have uh, things like this out here, you know, research and looking for things on their own, looking for artifacts and such, like you told me, you transport. Hmm. Well, I haven't made any deliveries down to them, but take it they're not just trying to find a cure for cancer. Yeah, absolutely not. You said I'm awful. Um, Where's our little buddy Jose? I don't see him. You mean Pedro? Yeah, he looks like the Jose only didn't one on he's, the he's, trip. He's, he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> Jose's with Hose B. <laughs> he didn't make it on the trip. A little Is that Pedro. A mechanic joke. Um, yeah <laughs> um yeah he's like uh did you notice that their hands seems like pedro's the only one that does the work around here that's interesting they have one man running a shrimp boat this big you would imagine that you know some of these fellow sailormen would have had more scuffed up hands mm -hmm. i'll tell you what too i think we need to get a good look at those papers if we really want to go down that angle uh, see what they had in the uh, their navigation. I bet there's more there in those papers we could look at. I've been trying to kind of sneak by and take a look at the pictures on the wall. They had a lot of uh, GPS markings on their maps. Yeah, now they're kind of getting our bearings here. Um, I think we can really play these guys, to be completely honest. I mean, they got two dead bodies out here. We tell them we're out here investigating a murder now because we got here and we didn't really know what it was. And uh, Potentially, they're all suspects, so they need to start proving to us that they're not, they didn't kill these two guys. I mean, looking at the crime scene, I really can't tell what happened, but uh, we haven't seen the bodies yet. I know that might uh, get somebody's panties in a wad. Then we should start interviewing them one by one, maybe doing it at the wheelhouse. A little bit. Um, seems like Burke wants to talk to us, too. He might have something interesting to say. As you guys are going back and forth trying to figure out what your next play is going to be. You hear the klaxon go off over the loudspeaker. And then you hear this really tinny voice. It certainly sounds like Stevens asking for the two agents. Can the two agents please come to the wheelhouse? Agents Coldwell or Agents Ramirez, please come to the wheelhouse. And then you hear the klaxon goes off one more time in response and then goes silent. I was a little worried there was more than two other agents around here. Right. We don't <laughs> know the guy might have forgot our names. <laughs> on the scene. Um, so what do we want to play them? We want to tell them uh, we need to get a look at these bodies, but. You just want to, how far are we from 
because did we go down below? I mean, because the freezer. No, you're still freezing the, your ass up on the troll deck right now. On the troll deck. Okay, so we haven't even gone down to through the galleys or anything like that. No, not yet. You figure you're probably just forward of the gantry if you look at the side view of of the Aqua Fortune. That disc I said was basically strapped down to the aft of the gantry post. So you guys are forward of that. You're okay. probably about maybe 15, 20 feet away from the first door that leads into where Tomlin and Burke had gone into and maybe another 35 to 40 feet vertically to the wheelhouse. Gauging by the steps you would have to go up to get to the wheelhouse. Okay. Let me ask you something, Coldwell. You any good with uh, crafty stuff, uh, mechanical stuff? What do you mean, like arts and crafts, like the Hobby Lobby stores? Yeah, a little bit. You have, that, you know your way with uh, tools, a little bit? I know my and, way around some wrenches. Well, we're out here so far, I feel like one possibility we start uh, accusing these guys of murder. Somebody might want to do a gainer and get off the boat. If they do that, there's only one way. It's those life rafts. I think maybe one of us, whoever thinks they can do it, go up, maybe take uh, spark plugs or something and uh, make sure that anybody's leaving. It's because we want them to. I like your theory, but we, not make, we need to make a distraction in order for them to not see us. I think if they're calling us up to the crow's nest or whatever, one of us can go in there and play, uh, you know, uh, manipulate them a little bit, and the other one can go do that. Tell them uh, checking in with headquarters on the satellite phone. All right. Uh, so how about you, uh? Yeah. How about you go over there? I think you're more of a smooth talker, and I'll try to find the the boats and to disable them. All right. Cool. Okay. Coldwell, why don't you make a, a survival check? Eighty-two. That's going to be fail. Okay. You're not really sure where the boats, the life rafts, would be, or how many there are that would revolve okay. require you to start doing some. Yes. Yes. Agent no, Rivers. they are on the dossier. I just wanted to say that. Okay. I just <laughs> sorry, <laughs> teacher. <laughs> then make a history check. Let's do that. Three. That is a pass. Okay, so you'll be able to locate where these are located at. Where are they located at, Agent Ramirez? Uh, just under something. Just oh, on the there. side. If you look at the top, it's under the wheelhouse on the top deck. Lifecrafts. Oh, wow. That's right underneath, isn't it? Okay. Wow. So you can be outside on the phone or whatever, just pretending just, to make a phone call. Yeah. And you know what, Adrian Ramirez, I'm going to give you a gold balloon. Hell right. yeah. Studying that shit. Now, in Delta Green, we use that for, you could either get me to re-roll something or you can re-roll something or you could add, I think, uh, an extra 10% to a roll. Hell yes. So, Hell yes. Thank you, you, sir. My pleasure. So... Tell me what you guys are going to do. As soon um, as Ramirez uh, gets up on into the wheelhouse and starts talking, uh, I'm going to start just, you know, playing on my phone, like pretending I'm, I'm having a conversation with the other end. Yeah. And even as you're pretending, you notice that your phone has zero bars. Yeah, but they don't know that. Okay. We'll play it like that. We'll play like that. We'll, we'll call their bluff. Okay. So you're outside doing that. Ramirez, you start heading towards the wheelhouse and you go in. Agent Coldwell, while he's going into the wheelhouse, I want you to make an alertness check. Thirty-one under fifty. As you start making your way towards where the life rafts are, which are there's two of them and you're on your phone pretending to do whatever you're doing, you notice something skulking towards the bow of the ship, low to the deck, and when you see it, you see it scurry around to the port side 
like around the the wheelhouse area and go around the port side. Appears to be okay. very fast as well. Did I get a chance to? I didn't get a chance to play with the lifecrafts, did I? Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay. Um, In fact, if you look at the at the ship diagram, you'll see that uh, just forward of the lower portion of the wheelhouse, like almost twenty feet from where the life rafts are, that's where this whatever it was you saw which was on the starboard side of, of the wheelhouse, scurry around the bow and, and make its way towards the port side. Okay, so that's not far for me. So can I run up and try to catch up with it to see what it was? Go ahead. All right. Now, remember, whatever you do in this in this system, it you don't have a three-action economy. It's a single-action economy. Such okay. as you, don't, you can't run and shoot. You can't reload and run or reload and shoot you could do a cold shot but that's actually a turn that that's a full turn right yeah things like that they're everything's aiming or whatever yeah. it is yeah and that okay. actually gets you a 20 percent increase in whatever it is you're doing okay i'm just gonna run up to the distance to the edge of the railing uh what would that be like maybe athletic feet athletics. yeah go ahead and make your athletics check 68 Sorry, missing the athletics. Sixty-eight. Do you have anything in no athletics? Water. There okay. it is, sixty. Uh, oh, so that is a fail. Fail. That's sixty-eight. As you round the front of the the base of the wheelhouse to see what's going on, you don't see anything. The deck is clear. Whatever it is you think you saw. You're not really sure if it was something fucking with your mind or if you actually saw something because it's dark. You know, there's a lot of a lot of mist blowing across in the air, you know, a lot of moisture, a lot of just gales of the of the ocean next to you. And the, the lights that light along the perimeter of this vessel, they're not giving off a whole lot of light. And it's almost a thought of maybe you did or didn't see something. You'd almost be certain you did, but you get here and you don't see anything at all. You just see Mine's the lower decks below. Could be my mind playing tricks on me. Can I do a search? You said this is, we're in Alaska. It's cold. It's getting dark. It's yeah, you guys kind are of freezing. misty. We're freezing. Does that mean there would be like a layer of like, not snow, but ice maybe on the on the deck? A little like something. It might be, might be slushy. A little um, slushy. But the thing is, is that at some point you're going to want to get indoors. Otherwise, you're probably going to start taking some constitution damage. Okay. But this. before, can I see, can I make like a, like I said, a search for like other footprints up there? Oh. Maybe if it's just mine. Yeah, go for it. If something left prints up there. That is a 96. Oh, I'm not going to pass my search. And that's a higher than my search yeah with the wind blowing and the the sleet of of water and whatnot still battering the vessel and the deck if there were any footprints or any in depressions they've already been blown off even even the ones you left behind are gone as well all right um at that point then i'll just disable the boats and try to make my way back in Okay, so you make your way back to the boats to start disabling that. As you're doing that, Agent Ramirez, you go into the wheelhouse. And you see Stevens is standing there. And he's got a, uh, a very concerned look on his face. He's got a, a cup of coffee in his hand. And he's, he's trying to drink it. And he says, uh, would you like a hot beverage as well, Agent? Um, I think Ramirez it, is just like... It is Agent, right? No, it's not, Agent. Um, this just turned into a total shit sandwich. I hope you understand that. What do you think of the the digital readout in the vessel? Did you? See? Uh, as I said before, uh, we didn't enter the vessel. The captain and the engineer went inside and followed closely by the doctor. We heard some thumping, some screaming, and then we came around, and they were both 
basically just outside of the portal of the of the disc and that's where we found them obviously the captain and and grew were both deceased and we took uh, Mac down to sick bay but he's basically just drooling and blubbering but uh, I'm a little confused you said your name was was Ramirez correct correct that's what, um, what's the context of your of you being out here we put in a mayday to the coast guard and yet mm -hmm. neither one of you look like coast guard nor are you dressed like coast guard and, and third there's only three of you that hardly sounds like a, a rescue operation let alone enough to get us under questions again. mr stevens um i would think that someone that's involved in a potential murder investigation whoa, 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 might be whoa, coming whoa, up murder. with more answers I, how do you um, How's this I'll tell you exactly who I am. Um, well, you know, you do have, by your own admittance, you have two deceased individuals on this boat, and you can't give me any solid evidence of what actually happened to them. Is that correct? Well, if you go down to mm -hmm. the two bodies down in the freezer in the hold, mm -hmm. you'll see that there, it has nothing to do with some kind of a, of a man-created way of killing these people i mean we didn't i didn't do anything nobody on board did it and I, I will be more than happy to to stand as a as a witness to the other men as they will towards me they we i, I think we're getting off track here let's get back well, to the original uh, question well, where, where exactly are you from? You, well i Who have the privilege you? i have the privilege of representing some high level political constituents if i could leave it as that in this area um, as their general counsel. So they sent me and Agent Coldwell as sort of a, a bush beating just to sort of see what's going on uh, before the federals really come in here and start. As I said before, this uh, this is pretty sticky and they want to make sure that nothing. Uh, you would, is and gonna, who? Uh, Agent Coldwell. Agent Coldwell, yes. Mm -hmm. Agent. So yes, he's an he, agent. But you're not an agent? No. What is he an agent of? The government. Not wrong. Like the US US CDC for the He's FBI for mm -hmm. Caltrans? What's what's he an agent for? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I in a US Marshal. Mm -hmm. Again, oh. he works. Yeah. Um he sh he'll show you his badge when he comes in. He's actually on the sat phone, uh letting some of our superiors know what we found he has a uh, staff bring another day yeah is he talking to sir we work right for now? the government i don't know what you think this is but listen listen you I need think to get him up here right. right now you need to get him off that phone right now mm -hmm. he cannot be talking to the outside world you need to get him off that phone now are we in that same um where you said all the papers were yes yeah, you Can guys I are kind of like, 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 like act like I have a headache or something and maybe like do a 180 and take a look? Can I look at the papers? Yeah, go ahead and make a, uh, tell me what, what kind of skill you would like to use and how you wish to use it as you're making this investigation. Um, I guess it would be just a search because I'm not sure until I look at it. Um, I don't have anything to navigate, so I don't know if that would help me. But if I could see exactly how they were tracking this place or if there's any symbols. I mean, I do have a cult, so if there's anything occult that I could recognize. Um, but I guess until I can see, you know, what, what the hell it is, I don't really know. Okay, well, tell me the check you want to make and the context of that check, and then we'll, we'll make the roll. Um, I'm going to look at search. I think before you said that there's just like circles on the map. I want to see if there's anything that would lead me to, or any like writing on there, um, that would give me a better understanding of who these guys are. Okay. Ooh, 46. Uh, okay. 46 under 50. 46 under 50. Hmm. What you're seeing is you see several circles that all you see a, like an exploded view of the Alaskan Sea and you see several circles drawn all around the sea with coordinates on it and you see 
every, almost every one of them has a, a red X through them. Haphazard. The only circle that does not have an X is where you guys are currently located right now. The coordinates of where you are right now. So they've been looking for something for some time. It would seem so, yeah. Um. So what I want to try to do is turn it and persuade this guy to make him think that like we're here on your side we're trying to find out any evidence that will make this not look bad and i kind of want to make it seem like like when i said the thing about the digital readout like actually there was cyrillic uh letters in there so i think this is a russian vessel uh which he may know i'm completely bullshitting but uh just make it seem like this is going to get so caught up in bureaucracy that this is about to get real sticky and we're probably going to have a bunch of other people here. Okay, he's going to make a human int, a hum int check, which is like to see if you're lying. Versus no, it's just straight up. Persuade? Uh, you could do your persuasion if you wish first. Okay. Ooh, yeah, that's an 86 I failed. Okay. Fail, fail, fail. Can I use a yeah, doubloon? Yeah. That actually still wouldn't make me pass it, but okay. You still want so, to use never it? mind. I'm sorry. Okay. He looks at you very quizzically and says, "Russian? That 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 doesn't sound right. That, that's not Russian. What's on the back of this freighter is not Russian. Look, I'm just telling you right now." Nobody can get off this ship. Nobody on this ship can contact anybody in the outside world. We have to remain here. What are you not telling me? What's going on? Talk to me. Look, I, I, I'm not trying to put anybody in handcuffs or anything like that. I just want to get to the truth. I can't tell you anything else because honestly, I don't know anything else. Go ahead and make a, a hum int on that as well. That is a 64 over 60. Over 60? Yeah. He seems very legit. He seems like he's telling you the truth. Okay. I mean, you, you can know, tell the, the 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 desperation in his voice, the the piercing glare in his eyes, and as he, as he's saying this to you, and there's a brief pause, as he's trying to make this come across to you, Agent Coldwell, you enter the wheelhouse after disabling the two life rafts. What did you do with the spark plugs, by the way? I just tossed them overboard, or uh, sorry, I kept uh, tossed a set overboard. The other ones are in my pocket. Okay. You come into the wheelhouse right at the end of this exchange, and you just see these two men looking at each other. You see Stevens almost perspiring, and it's not that warm in this wheelhouse. He just has that that crazed look of a man who's who's almost reached his limit. All right. Seeing, reading the room, I walk in. Whew. It's colder than a witch's tit out there. And he looks so at I, you as you come in, and it kind of breaks him out of his out of out of his whatever you want to his his try his conviction of what he is trying to tell you, Ramirez. And he looks at you and he's Where have you been, Agent Coldwell? Uh, I was trying to make a call. I just wasn't able to to get through very well out there. It's like I said, it's colder than damn hell. Uh, Ramirez, you need to tell him what I told you about making any calls, about any communication with the outside world. So evidently there's something going on on the ship that can't, nobody else can know and none of us can leave and none of the information needs to get out to the outside world either. And Mr. Stevens can't give us any further information about it though 
And I, I was telling Mr. Stevens that um, as serving as the general counsel for some political constituents, as we like to leave it as, and you being a um, marshal, like I kind of like point at his badge, like, will you show him the badge? Yeah, and I'll kind of open up. Well, Mr. Uh, What's his name again? <laughs> Stevens. Stevens. We call him Job Stevens. <laughs> well, Mr. Stevens, I mean, it would be very volatile for you to uh, share any kind of information. Otherwise, you know, we might have to see that as an obstruction of investigation. Share information. I have no desire to share any information. I. The whole thing is whatever... We can't let any information that's on this freighter get to the outside world. By orders of who? I can't say. The captain is listen, dead. Listen, I can't listen, say. listen. We are here to help you. Good cop. Um, so we noticed something out there on one of those tarps. I noticed the symbol for uh, Muscatonic University. You see that on those tarps out there? Are those your tarps? They were on the freighter when we got the freighter. You know, I find it very interesting that those would be on a West Coast freighter for a uh, for an East Coast university that's mostly known for science. Do you find that interesting, Agent Coldwell? Who are you working for? Bad cop. <laughs> he spills his coffee off the off the center table of the wheelhouse. <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> we definitely do the thing where we like surround he, him. <clears throat> he bends over to to pick up the cup, Unzips. and you see, and you see the there's like a manifest, like a crew manifest dossier on the on the center console where the where like the map would be and everything. And as he bends over to pick up the coffee cup, he gets back up. Look. What do you want me to say? I take orders, just like I'm sure the both of you take orders. Well, the faster we can get our job done, the faster we can all go home. Let me tell you something. The very fact that you let that chopper leave when it dropped you off, nobody's getting off this boat until whatever is loose on this boat it's handled. Why are you so sure there's something loose on this boat? We haven't seen anything. Look, you're trying to pin these murders on me or my crew for the captain and Gru. You're trying to pin on us what happened to our physician, Mac Morgan. We didn't do that. So whatever did do that has got to be somewhere. I mean, we watched you guys go into that disc and come back out, and you guys did not suffer the same effects that happened to them. What did you see on board that disc? And don't give me any bullshit about Russian writing. What did you see on there? Because no, none of my guys want to go on there. I think you'll tell them the basics. Uh, yeah, you know, there was... It looks like some sort of piloting pet... Uh, pilot seats um you know honestly looking at this thing it seems like some sort of um test pilot like like a test you know so, something from the 60s where they were testing different flight patterns i don't know was the pilot on board i mean the ship's got barnacles all over it this thing's been down for for a little while I there's mean, definitely something in there is it dead can't tell. Something weird. You're not giving me a lot of information to go on here. You're not bringing me off high alert. And until I, I'm satisfied, this. we're not leaving this boat. I've got a wife. I've got children in the real world. Hey, we both have kids too, okay? If, if being quarantined out here can ensure their safety, and like it or not, I'm going to have to stay out here. But our best chance of getting off this this freighter before any other shit hit the fan took off when you sent that chopper back home. When's that chopper coming back? 
Is that chopper coming back? The chopper will be coming back as soon as we get it notified. And we figure out what's happening here. Exactly. And like you said, you want to go home, so do we. So the more we work together, the better it can be. And assuming that there is something here that's hunting us and trying to hurt us, let's stick together then. Let's let's work on this together. Like I said, we're not here to be the bad guys. We're here to figure out what's happening and for the safety of everybody, and that's the outside world included. Look, I don't I don't disbelieve you. All I know is that Lester and myself, Lester being the captain, we were ordered to pick up a team and bring them out here. Well, let's let's leave it at that for now. Maybe we need to go get a look at these the bodies okay. safely. Is there? Can I roll a, a persuasion uh, to see if I could like smooth them over a little better? Okay. All right. Let's see what you can. A lot of things. Let's see, before these dice have been I'm, sucking ass all night. I'm not worried about this. I want to try to help too. I don't want this guy like. I'd, I'd rather be friendly with people than have it be like a fighting thing. Yeah, I actually passed 48 under 50. Oh shit, called so barely. I've given you an HJ. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what you. Uh, what do you want to do with this persuasion? How you're going to persuade him to do what you're going to? What does you plan on persuading him? I to mean, do? I'm just trying to get him to to work with us. Try to you know bring everyone back down and not so be so hostile against us. I mean, it's not a, a me and you versus the crew. It's like an us against them. Yeah, we're all on the same team. We're we're. I'm trying to convince him. We're all on the same goal. We all want to go home. We. We just need to figure out what it is. You, you'll you make it back to your wife and kids. That's the same thing we want to do. So you're just trying to talk him off the ledge? like Pretty much. Just him to make him, him, calm him down and have him more agreeable to work with us. Kind of take the coffee cup out of his hand, like pour him a new one, like give it back to him. He takes it with a hand that's, that's still slightly shaken. But you see him starting to breathe deeper. You know, takes a swill of the of the coffee, lets it go down warm, closes his eyes for a moment and reopens them and says, okay, we, we all go home. We all go See, home. See, that's, that's all we want. Yeah. All this talk about agents and stuff. We're just three assholes sitting in a room, right? Right. Yeah. There should be more of us though. I mean, I've known less for seven years and now my best friend is dead. Sorry. Sincerely. A tissue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need my glasses. Oh, I thought you were going for dramatic effect. I was like, that's, that's good. Have we missed the yeah. uh, John Burke thing now? I don't go to go up and slap anybody after I get my Oscar <laughs> yeah. for that. But um, hey, I was going to say, <laughs> whoop, snap. Make a uh, Hume int for that. Coldwell. All right. 75, I'm going to say that's a fail. Okay. You just see him take the, take the breath and. Okay. Look, if you guys are going to be going back outside, you guys are going to have to wear something else because if you guys get hypothermia or something goes, something happens to you or you succumb to the elements, First of all, I, I can't have you guys, your deaths on my hand as well. And I have a feeling I'm really going to need you guys to help get me off this place. So get me off this vessel. And we all go home together, right? Absolutely. Yes. All right. He goes over to one of the lockers that's in the wheelhouse and he opens it up and you see that there's three coats in there. He takes two of them off the hanger. They all say the aqua fortune on it and gives them to you guys and they're they're big fluffy yellow jackets you see they don't say muscatonic university no no <laughs> these were here too That's it has my name on it it's volunteer <laughs> you see there's a it's got a whistle in one corner 
and it's got a uh, like a like a strobe light on nice. the other side, okay. so you can toggle it or whatnot. Yeah, throw it on. Thank you. It's a good gesture. Um, I don't know where you guys are going to head out from here, but I I can't leave the wheelhouse unattended. And uh, honestly, I don't want to go roaming around the ship. That's I don't have right. that in me to do that. I'm sorry. Just lock yourself in here. You'll be all right. If we need you, we'll come on up. Okay. I think we need to take a look at uh, the captain and see what see if we can figure out what's going on with the physician and um, kind of go from there. Uh, now that he's kind of more off edge, can we get a better look at everything else that was in the wheelhouse? Like, you know, how we saw there were some places that – or did uh, Romeo already do that while I was gone? Look at all the uh, – Well, he already looked at the – yeah, he looked at the stuff, which would be the second time you guys did a cursory inspection of the information okay. that they've got on the walls. And like I said, the other stuff that's that's on the main con where all the, the maps and stuff are in the middle of the wheelhouse, you see, like I said, they, there's uh, – dossiers of the individuals that are on board most likely he was probably writing in the most recent report for uh the captain and the engineer and the physician as well is there anything that i could like 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 palm and take does anything look interesting that i could like palm and get into my coat captain's log there's a there is a book it's probably Maybe five by eight. It's a leather bound book. It looks like it probably mm -hmm. contains about 50 pages in there. That's on the con as well, amongst all the other stuff. So, so maybe you, while uh, Caldwell is uh, kissing on the the first mate. Yeah, I'm going to butter her up. Hopefully you're like snatch and grab. Yeah, just <laughs> fucking filling the whole coat up with stuff. Then I turn around and papers are just coming out like this. <laughs> For um, insulation. What would that be like a stealth? That's gonna be uh there's gonna be a number next to your dex number. It's your dex multiplied by five. And that'll be the okay. number you'll see. Okay. Go under that. Fuck, 87. Is that a fail? Yeah, that is a fail. It always um, throws me off because the high numbers. <laughs> yeah, it feels there's, good. Well, I don't know what the, I don't know what the top number was. So as yeah. you 99 <laughs> as you make your hand. Move its make its way towards that that book. You see Stevens look at you and say, "We're already our trust right now is wire thin. Don't break it, Agent. If you need to see something, let me know. Don't be going behind my back, please. Don't make it worse right now." He just kind of does the hands in the air thing, like okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, just, just right, give hey. me the signal. Yeah, like I'm on, like literally, it's the like I'm unarmed. I'm so hey, you know, just sorry. And, incidentally, hey, hey. he's yeah. he doesn't have a holster on his side or anything. You know, it mm -hmm. looks he looks pretty plain hand as well. Well, you know as well as I that words can hurt, and you know, <laughs> feelings no. were hurt. But he's Lone like Indian. Hey, it, it caught my eye. He tries to just kind of cover. I'm sorry, it caught my eye. It's yes. You're 100% right. He looks at you. He takes the book. And he just tosses it towards you. This is knock yourself out. It was Lester's okay. anyways. Oh, God. Now I feel bad. I'm going through a dead man shit. So I'll his friends, dead, his dead friends shit. It's probably just like drawing like stick figures <laughs> with boobies. <laughs> so as... Stevens turns his back towards you, grips the wheel, looking out the the portal windows straight ahead and into the darkness, leaving you to basically to your own devices in the wheelhouse. Um, want to head down. I feel like I really want to look in that book, but also I want to keep the relationship with this person. So I'm gonna walk over to him and just put it in front of him, just like, "Hey, man, you're good." And just like leave it and make it very apparent, like I didn't look in it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I 
Lester. <laughs> I'll slap him on the butt. Good game. Good game. Um, okay. Um, what do you want to do, Agent? So we go downstairs. You want to talk to Michael in the infirmary or who? Go. What about Michael? Burke? Who's Michael? John Burke was the dude that did the the. Mike Hunt is not part of this freighter group. Yeah, we just make people up. Mac Morgan, yeah, is Mac the guy Morgan. that's in sickbay. The guy that went catatonic. Uh, Burke is the guy that asked you to meet him down in the engine room. All right, how long have we been up there? I mean, do we still have time? Because he said like thirty minutes in there. You've probably been in there for maybe after disabling the two life rafts. It's probably about twenty minutes or so. All right, let's try to find it, even though we have a good idea of the layout of the ship from the dossier. I'm sure I'm probably end up hey, taking the wrong Hey, while you're crying, trip. can you just tell us where the engine room is? Oh. <laughs> Shut up! So you know the engine room is all the way down on the, the third level, just above the bilge, and it would require you to start going through the hatchways and making your way down into the bowels of the freighter itself. This is still kind of hard for Romeo because of coming off the helicopter, he like hurt his ankle. So he's still hobbling a little bit and um, he's still like, all right, Colwell, like, I don't know what the play here is. Even if we get this thing and we make them cooperative, are we just going to hand this vessel thing over to uh, DG? Or do we want to try to frag the entire ship and then we got to make a run for it, kill all these people? I uh, say we, we set it up to frag if we have to. I mean, we're already down in the engine room. We're in the lower deck. Mm -hmm. Best thing to do is punch some holes in the bottom of this thing and let it sink. So you know that there are three ways to get below decks. Two of them are through stairwells that are just aft of the gantry and right next to the disc. And then there's also a stairwell that's inside the main cabin area. It's uh, through the door that you saw Tomlin and Burke go through. Have you have you guys in real life ever been on a ship like this? I have not. I mean, the closest thing that I've been on it was the USS Iowa, I think. Okay, I've been on a couple. I different mean, that's a big ships. boat. But the, the one boat that strikes my memory the most is actually fellow hard slinger of your tone dog who was in the Navy. And one time he docked in uh, San Diego, his, his boat. Yeah, his, his boat docked down there. And so uh, he was allowed to take friends and family on board and walk it. And I remember walking through there and just the, the feeling of, I want to say claustrophobia. I'm yeah. sure, you know, that's no, everything's, uh, derog yeah. there's nothing derogatory towards sailors who actually, I don't know if they get used to that or not, but I, I applaud those guys for being on those vessels. Because um, I think after a while, you'd probably get used to it. You know, we're used to walking through a house where the, the hallways are like three, three and a half feet wide and it, it's much more compact, or at least it was on his ship. So, my um, good job. dad was a sailor. Um, I've mentioned a couple of times, but we were on the Saratoga and I did like a whole tiger cruise and, he was actually just the other day telling me about how they would make them go and take all their stuff and it would just be like an empty spot in the ship. So like the whatever area, um, but you'd have to bring your own stuff. So not only are those stairwells, like you're basically walking vertically, you're also pushing like toolboxes. Hmm. So to your point, yeah, man, those Navy guys, they, uh, they hunch it. It's much, much respect. Yeah. And he used to talk about fire drills that they would have consistently in full gear because fire on the water is the like the worst thing for them you know so they were yeah. they would do fire drills and stuff all the time but anyways getting off topic you got three stairwells that you could go down which one would you guys like to go down rule of left whatever one's on the left i'm okay with that well you go down the stairs though and mm -hmm. the closest one to the left is on the starboard stern area and whereas there's probably one that's closer to you that's inside that's maybe 20 feet away this one the other one that's towards the stern is probably 45 feet and right next to the disc the other one is 45 feet to the right in the stern 
next mm-hmm. to the disc. So we may be wanting to use this time a little bit too to kind of keep conversing with each other outside of the earshot of the sailors. And we're talking about like, well, what do you, what did you think about what he said with this? And okay, when we get down here and well, let's you're making pick a point up about that, that conversation mm-hmm. next episode. <laughs> that was a quick one. Nice. Actually, it wasn't. We're right at an hour. Actually, we're just... four minutes past the hour. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. we got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So, until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.